Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome. Another episode of It's Still Real to Me, Zazlo Show 2.0. Of course, everything Zazlo Show 2.0 brought to us by Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of accident, 
If you're dealing with an injury, you call 911 first, then you get an attorney on the phone immediately. That's what happens when you call Anna Jar and Levine. 800-747-3733. My pal is Joey Levin here with us. Another edition where we'll recap all of the big stories in the world of pro wrestling. So AEW tickets went on sale. It's coming down here to Sunrise. There was a pre-sale on Wednesday. I'm the ticket ninja. I get into all the pre-sales. I know how to get all the good tickets. I got great seats for AEW Dynamite. They're also taping Rampage. I think it's April 24th. It's at the end of April. FLA Live Arena in Sunrise. You picked up tickets also, so we're going to be there. That's going to be a good time. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm cautiously optimistic because, as we'll talk about here pretty extensively, I'm not super high on AEW at the moment, but live shows are always better. And because it's also Rampage, we're guaranteed to get Chris Jericho in a live setting. So that's always good. So at least, you know, you're getting some right off the bat. You're going to live wrestling and you're getting Chris Jericho in person. So I'm good with that. I, I like how, you know, they don't do it all the time, but I like how they they tape Rampage right afterward. Um, I haven't stayed for Rampage tapings before because mm. it's a weeknight. It's the middle of the week. I'm there with my son. Dynamite ends at 10 p.m. Then they're going to tape Rampage. So we'll see. I'm like 50-50 if I stay for Rampage afterward. But it's cool that they give you both shows for yeah. for what, what is a super reasonable price, the tickets. Like WWE, I mean, look, concert tickets, get the hell out of here. They're so expensive these days, concert tickets. WWE, if WWE is affordable, but if you want to sit on the floor, very expensive. AEW, though, the floor tickets I thought were super affordable. Yeah, I mean, well, and this comes a week after. I mean, I sent you, I had the pre sale link for UFC down here. Oh, and those tickets, I mean, Terrible. what a fucking joke that is. I mean, Terrible. I was texting. So I got the the link to that for an agent of one of the fighters, or maybe a couple of fighters that's on the card. He sent me the link, texted me yesterday, actually. And he's like, hey, did you end up buying tickets? I'm like, hell no. I'm like, dude, what? Absolutely not. He's like, yeah, I know. They're absurd. How about this? They tried to get. More tickets for his fighter who's on the card. UFC won't even give him more tickets. They're they're like, you got to buy more tickets. And it's like, all that's left is the upper deck. It's it's fucking nuts. Cheapest, and I'm talking regular price, Ticketmaster. Cheapest lower level, uh, excuse me, cheapest upper level ticket, which is bucks. probably all the way up top. I don't even know. Cheapest upper level ticket, $500. Yeah. Get the hell yep. out of here. And they the way they they split it too. So at least for the pre-sale, it was split between upper upper deck and lower upper deck. So like, I think for the pre-sale, upper upper deck was four hundred, and oh. lower upper deck was five hundred. The cheapest you could get in the lower level was six hundred, but it was upper lower level. I, I saw the was, cheapest lower level yesterday was eight hundred. Yeah, it's, terrible. It's, it's ridiculous. And by the way, it's a great card. It's up. It's loaded. But man, not yeah, worth. I'm out. Six, I'm out. Not worth five hundred bucks. You Unless like a finagle my way to a media credential, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, look, dude. I mean, it's a UFC, and we're getting on a tangent. UFC cards are expensive on ESPN Plus. I'd rather pay 70 bucks to watch the card in the comfort of my own home than pay yeah. 500 bucks to sit yeah. anywhere in for any event, really. Yeah. I mean, it would take a lot for me to pay 500 bucks to go to an event these days. So let's start things off with what we brought up AEW. We're both going in a couple months. Let's, let's start off with AEW Dynamite, which I thought was a really good show. I, I, I really enjoyed Dynamite this week. Uh, the first place I want to go is the MJF promo. All right. Amazing. And uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, whenever he's, look, he's always good at the mic, but when he's angry, so he's got like that passion going, 
instead of being jokey and insulting people. Like when he's when you get angry version of MJF, I think is the most enticing version of him. But the part that immediately stood out to me, which brought me to to Google, I'm searching on my phone. Is his engagement actually called off? Like, that's is that what, true? Yeah, that's what they're. That's what the internet's saying. Yeah. Because Sean Ross Sapp actually tweeted it during the show. That oh, really? True. Yeah. Because you know, it's the, the most beautiful thing in the world to me, and 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 I'm impossible of be of loving, and that's why she left me, and and yeah. so I'm like, whoa. So so then you see, and everyone's like, well, they recently unfollowed each other on social media, but. MJF lives that kayfabe life, you know. I mean, back in the day, well, when- we we just, we just we're two weeks removed from him cutting a promo about the girl that was giving him head in a car and got in a car crash. So, like, <laughs> you have to you have to figure out what's real and what's not with the guy. So, so MJF he lives that kayfabe life. So, can I see him telling his fiance, "Hey, we got to stop uh, uh, following each other on social media"? I mean, back in oh, the yeah. day when when Macho. All right. When, when Macho was no longer with Elizabeth and he was with uh, now, I may have the timeline a little messed up, but you understand what I'm saying. And then he was with Sensational Sherry. Macho and, and Liz were still married, but they technically got separated in legal uh, uh, in legal terms right. because he's got to live that that kayfabe life. You know, even though they weren't really separate, he got separated from Liz, yeah. you know, so. And MJF seems to to live that like he lives that life. So you're you're telling me that it's been confirmed that he's not engaged to this woman anymore. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't dig too much. I saw Sean Rossap, like I said, tweet about it, and I've seen some other people tweeting about it. I didn't really dig that much, but it's it seems so. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's so sad. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I think is interesting about MJF too now. I I don't think he's. Like, I don't even think he's competing with the AEW roster anymore. I think he's competing with Cody Rhodes because this is the second promo in a row coming on the heels of an incredible Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman promo. So you think right? he's watching? So I think he's Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman's promo this week was all about Heyman telling Cody, can you handle this and be away from your family? Can you handle the family responsibilities? I'm not married. I'm single. I don't have to worry about that. Can you handle that? And then now we have this long promo from MJF about how Brian Danielson's a disappointment to his family. He hates him because he has all the things that he wants and he takes them for granted because of his concussion. I mean, there was some pretty real shit in that promo, by the way, like besides from uh, him getting separated from his real life Fiance. And then him talking to Birdie and, and yeah, uh, that when he looked into Buddy, the is that the, is that the son's name something Buddy? like that yeah I, I didn't didn't even realize they had a son um I, I I genuinely I love wrestling and I love the characters I don't care about these people's personal lives I don't care about Daniel Bryan's family I, yeah I just, but I like when it gets intertwined so like no, I, don't, I don't I know that's what I mean so I don't like, know if yes if if like I don't know if he's gonna be offended with what's being said I love that shit no no I certainly love that he. In, intertwines it into the promo. I yeah. think that's great, but I don't care enough to know that Daniel Bryan even had a son. Oh like, yeah, totally, I just totally. like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, totally. uh, I th- but I think people do care about that shit, which is crazy to me. But um, today's wrestling fan, it's weird, and I know Undertaker spoke about this kind of stuff recently. That today's wrestling fan cares so much about all that stuff, all the behind the scenes stuff, all the rumors, and I still care the most about what's on in front of the cameras. Yeah, I mean, I care about rumors that directly affect 
the product that I'm going to watch every week, but I, dude, I don't care. Like, look, Miz and and Maurice, like they got reality shows and they're, and I love that that, show, by the way, my wife and I watch, we love it. Miz's entire gimmick is tied into his personal life. So, you know, cool. But like, I don't care about Daniel Bryan's kids. No, no offense. That's, I don't mean that in an offensive way. I I don't know him. Um, But anyways, I think it's interesting. I did when I was listening to MJF's promo. I thought it was interesting that just two days earlier, Cody and Heyman cut an incredible family-oriented promo, and then MJF comes out and cuts. You an may be onto something. I like that. If that's promo. the case, if they're competing with each other indirectly like that, I dig well, we it, know, man. We know we know the boss is watching, right? So maybe the top. We, we know Tony Khan's watching WWE's programming, right? After what happened last week. So uh, I mean, I can't imagine MJF's not and. It all ties into his bidding war of 2024, and there's so many rumors out there now of who's going to go where and contracts coming up, which we'll talk about later. So that's what popped into my head there. But yes, and I agree with you. This week was a a better show. It's a good show. And and here's why. They're telling stories this week, right? Because not just MJF, but then you also have Ricky Starks and Jericho, which I don't – for some reason, it seems like people don't love this storyline – but I thought the segment was great. That was very good. I was I texted you when Jungle Boy came out. I was excited that he trimmed his his sideburns. Like I think there's good stuff happening with the stories, and it's not just thirty minute matches, right? So and so answer me this: like, so Revolution is next weekend. We're I didn't this- even realize that. I, I right. did, that's crazy. I didn't. I think the build's been horrible. <laughs> I think the build up to this, they only have four pay per views a year. Right. Every single segment should have a reference to Revolution. It's like somebody should be saying something like revolution. Like WWE's real good about that, where they do elimination chamber four weeks away, elimination chamber three weeks away. Like it's always on that banner in the yeah. background. They're real good at that. Um, Iron Man match, sixty minute Iron Man match. Yes. So is it whoever has the most falls? Falls. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm in the minority on this one. I'm not a fan of sixty minute Iron Man match, especially. In today's day and age, I think it's a huge mistake. You know, uh, young audience, TikTok, all that bullshit. They like stuff that's fast, man. We're going to sit there for 60 minutes and watch MJF and Brian Danielson. I mean, I went off on my tangent last week about Danielson and every match he's in is the greatest match ever. So I guess like people are into that. We're going to get 60 minutes of Danielson. But to me, uh, I'm not a fan of 60 minute Ironman match. I think in today's... I think the way that we just in general consume our television, I think 60-minute Ironman match is a mistake. I don't disagree, but for a different reason. I actually don't mind the match, but Daniel Bryan wrestles 30 minutes a week. We've, we've seen, we see him wrestle 30 minutes every week. We've seen it. What's he going to do in this match that we haven't seen him do? And, and, by, the way, like- and by the way, MJF never wrestles. Do we know that he can go for 60 minutes? Well, I don't know if he can go, but can I just say that guy is jacked. He looks incredible right now. Like he looks, I, I'm, he posts, I don't know if you follow him on social media, but he's constantly posting gym pictures, like gym videos of him, like lifting heavy. He is, he is, I, he might be on the gas. Like he might be juicing because he is massive right now. I was shot, like when he came out this week, I was like, holy shit, he's huge. But I think I'm sure he can go 60 minutes. And look, you know, they, if he can't, it's serious then, cardio, man, 60 minutes. Well, but no if joke. he can't, then it, there's going to be a lot. It's Daniel Bryan. There's going to be submissions. His 
Uh, yeah, I guess you M- got you got M- a lot of chance for rest holds with all this MJF's stuff. MJF's finisher is also a submission. So I mean, twenty minutes of the match might be them putting each other into submissions. You know, yeah. so um, I think it'll be fine. I think it's going to be good. And by the way, this is the only thing that's been built good for this. Like the build for this match has they've told a story here. This is the only thing for Revolution. Well, so the other titles, like the all the the North, uh, what, what's what's Orange Cassidy's belt called? Who Atlantic? cares? Can can I just say who cares? It is like, is the, he going to defend cares? it next week? Don't think so. He defends it. He's that's the TV title. If I'm being honest, like that has become the TV title. He defends it every week on TV. Um, I don't think he'll defend. Well, who did he just beat? He and Samoa uh, he beat, Joe has both. So he just beat Samoa Joe has the TV title. He has the TNT title and the Ring of Honor title, but they're not going to. He well, so, they're fighting okay. this week. He's fighting Listen, Wardlow. Right? Well, he's fighting him at Revolution. Oh, they're they're doing a face to face this week. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we have right now announced. You got MJF and Brian Danielson. You have a triple threat: Jamie Hader, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. I, I hate it. Yeah, you, you hate Soraya. Why? Well, I, I hate the whole story. Okay. I'm good with anything involving Jamie Hayter. So like, I, I don't it's, hate it. Sure. Sure. She's great. I, I, I understand that. But like, so the whole story is that Soraya and Tony Storm who quit WWE, right? Quit WWE are the WWE. They are the example of what a WWE wrestler, like they are the new ones. And they're are they doing teach. the invasion angle. That's the whole thing. Isn't it? Like we're, we're like, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker are protecting the sanctity of the AEW women's locker room from the invaders from that other place. But the invaders from that other place are a, someone who had to retire from injury and someone who quit the company. And by the way, like, Ruby Riot's segment on Dynamite, I thought was so odd this week where, you know, Jamie Hayter. By the way, Ruby Soho is also from WWE. So, and then she's just like in the, oh, which side is she on? Well, I guess she's on the side of the WWE girls because like she's from Ruby WWE came too. Out, but like Ruby came out when there was about to be a face off. Like Soraya and Tony Storm got run off by Jamie Hader coming in with Britt Baker, and then Ruby Riot showed up, but she didn't want anything to do with Soraya and Tony Storm, and she was kind of looking past them and yelling at Jamie Hader. And I thought the whole thing was confusing. It was the women's division is a mess. It's a mess. Jamie Hader's great, but like. Let's because I'm going to tie this into Rampage too, right? Because I, I don't know if you watch Rampage. I actually did. It was a pretty fun show. But here's the thing, right? So the match on Ramp on Dynamite, Sky Blue is is really good. Like you have they have young like new women talent there that are really good. She just gets. I mean, she she's good, but she's an afterthought in the match. Rampage. Willow Nightingale comes out. The crowd Everyone loves, loves Willow Nightingale. Why do they love her so much? Like what she does? She's great. She's really good. All she's right. just fun. She's a good character. Everyone loves her. Um, loses to Tony Storm. Why? I don't know. Why does Tony Storm need a win? Uh-huh. Uh, they do a they do a um, a, a vignette. Did you know Jade, Jade Cargill's fifty three and zero? Did you know that? Did no, you know but it seems like they're pulling know? the they're pulling the move with Goldberg, where uh, every week she's. You know, Goldberg yeah. had another nine, ten victories, right? Did you even know she had a match since she won her 50th match? I didn't even know she's wrestled since her 50th You win. know how like, I feel about Jade Cargill. Like, it's time for her to move up and start, you know, fighting women like Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and uh, and, and, and Tony Storm. Like, it's enough of these mid-card, especially if one of them is going to beat her. It can't be a mid-carder. It needs to be someone big who beats her. I They have, they have talent. They have women's talent. It's it's 
I'm, I'm, it's enough. It's enough with the forcing Soraya and Tony Storm down everyone's throat. No, I, I don't. Soraya's, Soraya is was bad as a face because no one wanted her there. And now as a heel, she's she's just as bad. She comes out and she's just she's just flicking people off. That's her gimmick. Right. She just comes out and just flicks people off. Right. Like what right. is that? That's the gimmick. Right. And then she has a spray can. So she's like flicking people off and she has a spray. It's so bad and it's forced. Um but don't so we have that that triple threat. So if you didn't watch Rampage last night, you don't know that we also we have the Elite versus House of Black for the trio titles at Rampage. Okay. All right. Which is I did not by know the way, that. which is great. Where's the build? Where's the story? Why are the elite not an a, 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 like a pivotal part it's of the it, You know, they're in a tough spot in that realm because they have a second show rampage where they they don't want it to be treated as a secondary show, but it's on the worst night of the week television-wise Friday, and it's on at 10 p.m. on Friday. So a lot of people like me, look, look, I was watching the Heat and the Panthers last night, and then after that, I watched SmackDown. Like, I'm not staying up till 2 a.m. to watch Rampage, you know? So it, it's on at a it's on at a bad time, and they want to treat it like it's like it's a big show. Yeah, but I'm yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't mind them having like like the Young Bucks fought Aussie Open, which is Will Ospreay's group, like the the the, the tag team that's affiliated. Yeah, I was with Will gonna Ospreay. say when I saw they're fighting Aussie Open, I was like, Will Ospreay gonna be fighting on Rampage? Well, uh, well, I, my understanding is um, uh, Forbidden Door is is gonna be in a couple months, so they're doing that again. Um, but anyways, there was a great match. I don't mind them doing that stuff. And then they botched the production of it again. The lights go out in the middle of the match, middle of the match. So you think, okay, well, if the lights went out in the middle of the match, I guess the young bucks are going to lose because they got distracted because the lights went out, but then the lights just come back on and nothing happens. But the announcers are like, that must be the house of black, but the house of black, but house of black still doesn't come out. Young bucks win the match. And then the lights go out again. And then the House of Black shows up. Well, and how, then we about, get an how about on Wednesday night? Like, I forget who it was that came out to attack Chris Jericho, but Ryan Nemeth's uh, Videotron and music came on. And it no, wasn't no, no, Ryan it was, Nemeth who came out. Well, no, no, it was uh, it was Peter Avalon. And right, I think, but Ryan Nemeth's music and 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 graphic came on the screen. I th- aren't they like a group? I So, again, this is something that happens with AEW, I think. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens on Being the Elite that they don't, like I think they're like kind of linked so, together. Okay, so that's a normal thing that when that guy comes out, Ryan Nemeth's music and and Ryan Nemeth's pictures on the screen. Did it? I didn't know. I didn't see his picture. Oh, but I yeah. think they might be a, a group. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with they. Like the, they're a mess. It's a mess now. Okay, so let me Peter, add, when ahead. Peter Avalon came out and Jericho gave because because here's what's going to happen now. You're never going to see this, right? You'll never see this unless you watch Being the Elite. Yeah, Jericho does the Judas effect to Peter Avalon yeah. with the spike jacket. Yeah. That's going to be a storyline now on being the elite. He's going to have like a bandage on his eye. He's going to play it up. But, but you're you'll saying never I'm see, never going to see it. You, unless you watch being the elite. You'll never see it because he's always on being the elite. I used to watch it a lot. It kind of sucks now. But uh, my point is like they do all this stuff outside of television. But why don't they television? tell me then when I'm watching Dynamite, make sure you catch being the elite, blah, blah, blah. They never mention it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what did you What did you make of uh, Tony Khan's big announcement on Wednesday night? So, so you, on Zazzo Show 2.0 that afternoon. Big deal, not a big deal. Tony Khan, he's got an important announcement. That's a big deal. And uh, that that's a major letdown. That's a letdown. So the, the announcement, for those who didn't see it, is that they're, they have announced. Well, so the, the most interesting thing about that announcement is what's going to happen to the Slap Fight League. 
because that's what's on right after Dynamite, right? Like, oh, okay. They, so now AEW has the hour after Dynamite. So it's an and they're all access a, show is what they an unscripted. I'm putting up air quotes. Unscripted all access, which that does not basically, need to be promoted for big announcement. Ba- basically, you know what that is? It's being the elite. That's okay. what being the elite is. Being the elite is a 30 minute a week all access vlog. But you can't they promote just, that as the big announcement. It's not worth it. Um, so, but my, my my question is like my, the the biggest issue I have with AEW is they don't tell stories. It's all great wrestling without telling story. They are not telling us stories. They're not giving us reasons to care about these matches. So you got another hour on national television, and instead of that being another hour of wrestling programming where you could let it breathe, let people cut promos, tell some stories week after week to build these pay-per-views. I'm getting an all-access behind-the-scenes show every week. This it, It's awful. It, was, it, it just makes no sense. I don't – can I ask you a question? Yeah. In, in, all, in all seriousness, if you didn't host a wrestling podcast, are you paying for Revolution next week? Oh yeah, yeah. Are you excited yeah. for Revolution? Because I'm not. Uh, done- well, like, uh, I'm, am I excited right this second for Revolution? No, but I'll wake up Saturday next week and be like, "All right, cool. I'm looking forward to watching Revolution tonight. I will." I, I don't know, man. It's, I, I, I was watching Dynamite this week and didn't even realize that one of their four pay per views a year is next week. They have done very little to make me excited for it. And I also know it's going to be like eight hours long. Yeah, it's very long. I went to Revolution last year. Very long, very long show. So it's like I, I just I'm I'm having trouble with AEW right now. Just the way I I just a lot of these are like everything's rehashed. Why do I need to see Moxley and Adam Page on a, a on and Hangman Page for the fourth time on a pay per view? Why like why is the tag title match a four way match? Why well, are so- the acclaim? Why well, is the so claim not just getting their tag match? Like, tell me why these things are happening. Maybe there's a reason, but it just seems like they're throwing together a bunch of matches because they need to fill a card because they only have four a year. Well, so I want to I want to wrap dynamite before we get to WWE with those two things that you talked about there. Number one, the battle royal. Uh, Jared and Jay Lethal win the battle royal. I'm fine with it, whatever. But I, my whole point is, I gotta tell you, I might be in the minority. I love battle royals. I know they're sloppy as hell. There's I know another one next week. It's just, love it. I know there's just a bunch of kicking and punching for the most part, really, until you get to the very end. I don't care. I'm always in on a battle royal. Matter of fact, I was going through on the Peacock Network uh, last week. I was watching some old Saturday night's main events, like from back in the late 80s. And if it says battle royal in the episode detail, I stop and I watch it. I love a battle royal. So Jared and Jay Lethal win that battle royal. Okay, fine. I mean, maybe some people are complaining that, but... Jared's high profile, well, man. Well, He's high well, and also, they have a history with the other two teams. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't care. Honestly, I don't even care who won that battle royal because what I care about is that I don't know why it's even happening. I like, can somebody, can somebody in AEW, can someone on the three man booth explain to me why the tag title match at Revolution is a four way match? Is there a reason? So we're getting another one next week. Is it going to be all the same teams again, except for I Jared don't, Lethal? I, 
I don't know. I would assume, I, right? I don't know. I don't know. And I also don't care because I don't know why it's no, happening. I care. I love Battle Royals. I care. Yeah, but I, no, no. I, I don't like, care what the reason I'm going to watch it. Battle Royals are fun. I love it. Tag Team Battle Royals are weird, but they're also fun. Yeah, I always um, go in. I'm wondering, okay, does only one guy have to be eliminated and the other yeah. guy has to leave? But no, it's, it's both have to be eliminated. Right. But like, why is it happening? Why is this a match at Revolution? The Acclaimed haven't even had a rematch. They just lost their titles. The hottest act in the company lost their titles and they don't even get a one-on-one -on -one rematch with the team that no one thought should have won. Right. Like, why is this happening? Somebody explain it to me in AEW. It's the storytelling is a mess for the whole, like, I, I feel like, man, there's a, the, this year or where AEW is right now, it's starting to reek of the like the final days of oh, no. TNA before it became Impact. It is. I mean, bringing in all these guys from other companies just for the the pop and the and the reaction, not telling any stories. Just like here, we have this awesome guy. You should care because he's awesome and he came from that other place. That's what I feel like is going on right now. This comp, the name Elite is in the company, and they don't even highlight the best group in the company. It, it just. I don't know, man. It's it, they have they. I think they have some issues right now. So, so lastly, before we move to WWE, uh, we got to talk about the main event. All right, and and Moxley obviously beats Evil Uno, but I, I think the big well, there's a couple takeaways. Number one, obviously, the bleeding. It's obnoxious. It's every single week. It's every fight that Moxley's in. He bleeds. I'm so over it. And look, he's fighting a Texas Death Match right next week, in which I'm. That's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. But, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm into it. But here's the thing. All right. Moxley's going to bleed. And I'm sure Hangman will also. Moxley's going to bleed in this Texas death match like he always does. That takes away. It takes away the, the effect of the Texas death match. Like Moxley bleeds in a one-on-one -on -one match against Evil Uno on Wednesday night, and like, and, and, and he's he, also going to bleed in a Texas death match. Like, it totally takes away the effect of it. It's enough with the bleeding every single week. Well, and everybody's it's like a weird now. fetish. Well, it's and everyone's bleeding now. Like, yeah, like Danielson Evil, always bleeds, and Evil Uno is bleeding with disgusting. It was like it was like yeah. spurting out of his mouth. I thought, yeah, like well, it looked like his eye was falling out. You know, yeah, like it, it, his it, eye then, was bloody. By the way, there was blood earlier in the night. Jungle Boy bled, right? Didn't Jungle yeah. Boy bleed? So I know you said you don't watch um, Simon Miller from What Culture. He does a show, Ups and Downs. And his whole thing uh, is very popular. But he's his whole thing is he's the most positive guy out there. Like he basically everything gets an up, right? But what he also does is he has like counters for things. So like people will hold signs with his name in the crowd. He has a Simon counter. And he has like a surprise roll-up counter. Um, like every time there's a surprise roll-up okay. on TV – now he has an AEW blood counter yeah. starting this week because it's there's so too much. much. He's like, I love AEW. I love AEW, but I got to do it. Now we're doing a blood counter. So every time there's blood, he has it's a counter. Too, I mean, Moxley bleeds every single week. You can't tell me it, it's not going to take away from the Texas death match. It, it does. Yeah. It takes away from the affected. But I think the main thing that, that, that I'm taking away from Dynamite on Wednesday night and from this main event is Blackpool Combat Club heel now because – Moxley was behaving like a total heel all throughout the match. And earlier in the night, when Claudio when Cassidy, out, yeah. well, when Cassidy beats Wheeler Yuta, Cassidy wants to shake his hand at the beginning of the match. Wheeler Yuta's not having it. Then at the end of the match, 
Claudio comes in, tells Wheeler, what the hell are you doing? Get out of here. I, I think Blackpool Combat Club's heel now, right? I guess. I mean, that seemed like that would be anything, like, but like, I, heels. I, I, Moxley yeah, especially. Like, Moxley was a piece of shit after the match where he was still, uh, he still had the submission on Evil Uno, who was a, 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 bl- a disgusting, bloody mess. And then Hangman has to come out. The other Dark Order guys have to come out and make the save. Like, Mox is a heel now, right? Looks like it. Well, so, yes. But also, Brian Danielson's not a heel. So Right, that part's weird. Yeah, he's definitely um, not going to be a heel in that match. That's weird. So maybe there is no Blackpool Combat Club? Or maybe he's not in it anymore? I are we leading to that? I, I don't know because I don't know what's going on in AEW. I, I don't think they did a good um, job explaining when, when Regal left in the first place. I feel like that story out there, like why would Danielson and Moxley still be cool with each other when Danielson still loves the guy that cost Moxley the title? Like, I feel like we never visited that. I don't know. I, I don't, I, my answer is I just yeah. don't know. And in the, in the worst kind of way. Like we talk every week about how we don't know what's going on with the bloodline in the best way. Yeah. Right. I don't know what's going on in AEW in a lot of ways in the worst kind of way, because nothing's explained to me. And look, I get it that Tony Khan's, you know, his priority is we want to be the best wrestling company. We want to have the best wrestling matches and that's fine. I understand that. And I appreciate that they put on good wrestling matches but you can't have three hours of weekly television without having stories. It's not captivating. People are not tuning in to watch fake fights. They're tuning in for stories. And I'm sorry. I know it's not fake. I know they're hurt. They get hurt. I know that. I, look, I get it. I, I, we host a, a wrestling podcast. I know what wrestling is. But weekly television, is it's a TV show. It's not UFC. This is not a fight card. This is a TV show. They need writers. They need storylines. Tony Khan can't do it by himself anymore. It's been proven. The last three years, right, with AEW, Tony Khan, Booker of the Year, Tony Khan, Booker of the Year. Was he Booker of the Year or was it that every three months a big name popped up, right? Was he Booker well, of the Year? Well, but also I think it's tough to keep it going. It's like when a rock band comes out, their first couple albums are amazing because, hey, I got all these great ideas. And you're pumping them all out. Well, now can you keep the great albums going? You know, do you still have something left in the tank here? Yeah, but think about this, right? Even from the start, okay? Why was AEW so hot in the beginning? Well, everybody wanted to see the elite, and Jericho was part of it in that. Well, and, and Mox- WWE but, was struggle. Well, too, and but no. then Moxley, but then Moxley shows up, and it's like, oh, okay, this is the real. I mean, John Moxley from the Shield, yeah, the bit one of the biggest factions in the history of the other guys. He's here. This is crazy. And then Adam Cole, Andrade, Miro, Daniel Bryan shows up. CM Punk's back for the first time in seven years. So, like, was the booking great? Or were were these guys just showing up and everyone's like, oh, man, Tony's doing it. He's competing. But now these guys aren't showing up anymore because they don't want to leave WWE anymore because Triple H has been doing a good job. And not only that, they took the biggest star from AEW, and he's now the biggest star in their company. Mm-hmm. So it's like they need to figure something out. Like I think Tony Khan runs the whole show himself, and he's got to start hiring writers. Like there's no cohesiveness to the show, and I think part of that is because he's just like this guy wrestling this guy will be good. So let's let's do that, and that's the story. And I I don't think it's going to last if that if they keep doing it that way. They probably need more pay per views too. 
they probably need more pay-per-views. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So- I mean... They, they like all of these 30 minute matches that are on TV should probably be on pay-per-views. And some of that time needs to be used to tell the story. It's, so let's, let's segue over to raw. Okay? okay. And speaking of Cody, uh, I know Sammy and KO started the show, but uh, again, two weeks in a row now with Cody and Heyman. Now you told me that the, the hot tip is Heyman was, now, number one, why they have Heyman backstage? I don't know. Was it because he was in the neck brace, so he was afraid to come out? I think out? that was part of it. Yeah, okay. because I think the week, the last time he was out there, Cody kind of like threatened him. So maybe that was it. Or I mean, and he got hurt. I don't know. What well, he got a stunner from right. storyline storyline that he got attacked. Yeah, but he's afraid. Well, he's afraid for you know what, what's going to happen. I can't be in the ring with this 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 loose cannons out there, and they're still in Canada. But you were you were telling me that the hot tip was. The reason they had Paul Heyman on the mic so much during that segment was they were afraid of the Sammy chance the day after Elimination Chamber at Raw. Um, I think those were I think those fears were unfounded because when Sammy came out earlier in the night, they weren't in Montreal anymore. They were in Ottawa. And it was look, Sammy got a great reaction, of course, but it wasn't the reaction that he got in Montreal. Well, he'll uh, never get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I think those fears are unfounded. I also, I, I think they've done a good job of Cody. I really think that the promo the week before set it up where Cody put the burden on Sammy. You finish your story. I got. I want to. I want to fight you. I got nothing to do with you if you don't beat Roman. Like Sammy's the one who failed there, and that's not on Cody. I, I don't see the crowd turning. On Cody, I really don't. Well, no, I think I think they feared it, but then it, they were proven wrong, like you said. Yeah. But I think their fear was less that be, that it was because it was still in Canada, and I think the fear was more that they had a Daniel Bryan situation where. Yeah, I don't think it, they do. They want Sammy so badly that they were going to hijack the show and just chant for Sammy, even when Cody was out there. I think that was rumored to you know these are all rumors. Who know? I don't know. I'm not talking to backstage people. But second week in a row, though, uh, with great t- with with like, I got a I, I got a line that's burned into my memory now from those promos. You know, two weeks ago where Cody tells him, "I just want to win a championship," and everyone wants to make it personal. And right. this past week. Paul Heyman, uh, you know, Roman Reigns is not going to say that he's going to, you know, something along the lines of, 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 of he's going to show your beautiful wife what, what a real champion looks like. He's a happily married man, but I'm not. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, oh that's good. That's good shit, man. Yeah. That yeah. second week in a row, that's good shit. 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting way of I love like, it. of building it. Let me ask you this. Like, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you? Because I, I asked you this last week when or after Elimination Chamber, we did the reaction show last week, and I said we're six weeks away. When are we going to see Cody and Roman face to face? And will it be on Raw or will it be on SmackDown? Uh, I think it has more. I think it's more fate if it's going to be SmackDown as opposed to Raw. But will we see them in the ring face to face? Will we see them face to face before WrestleMania, or are they face to face at WrestleMania in that ring for the first time? And we're just like, oh man! I I have something. I have something in Big Dirt, but I could just, I could, I could put it out there now. Okay, go ahead. Roman is advertised for March twentieth Raw. Mark. Okay, so that's in a. Oh, oh, okay. So he's going to confront him he, there. He's well. He's advertised for that raw, like from the arena, is advertising that gotcha. Roman Reigns is going to be there. Gotcha, gotcha. And he's not a. I mean, sometimes you know, it's sometimes that's right. Bullshit. I know, but that's. You I know, mean, he's the face of the company right now, so put him on a promo. Yeah, you know? but they don't always. I don't think they always advertise. Right, they don't. That he's going to be there. So right. that's could that be something. Could be, could be nothing. Right. So you your choice, right though. Now. Your choice. Do you want them face to face before? Or at WrestleMania, I think you, you, it's it's a long time for them. It's a to long not time. Have, I mean, look, I'll I'm cool with Cody and Heyman going back and forth. All like it'd it, be it, so that, cool. The first time we see it is in that ring at WrestleMania. I yeah. don't know how you hold off. It's so long. It is long, but there's still so much that needs to be resolved with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, like there's enough for Roman to do to not. Face and, and Roman's got issues with his own family right now. Right, and you could tie in to like Cody's whole thing is, I'm I'm focused on one thing. That's why I'm going to win. Roman's got a lot of stuff going on. He won't even right. confront me. Right. You know they could build it in that way, but I feel like you got to even if it's just the week before they have to they have to have come face to face before Mania at some point. I think. Next thing I I, I got to ask you about here is Brock and Omos real. So MVP is with Omos and challenges Brock Lesnar to answer a WrestleMania challenge next week on Raw. Like that can't be real. Can't I mean is Brock just going to show up and destroy Omos? Is like this is bullshit. I'm I'm not it. Like or are they are we actually doing Brock versus Omos at WrestleMania? According to Meltzer, it's real. Oh, like really? <laughs> I my initial reaction was this isn't real. I couldn't like, believe it. My initial reaction was Brock's gonna show up and laugh at him or something. I don't know, but because what other yeah. options do we have for Brock? Let's like say, the, the option have, everyone. Wants. I will say this: we have six weeks, so things can change. But you know, like what other options do we have for Brock? Because the one that I think everybody wants is Gunther. I'm not sure why we're not doing that. Although maybe they feel like they don't want to take the Intercontinental Belt off of Gunther, so it doesn't make sense for Brock to want the Intercontinental Belt. Uh, I mean, is that what we're well, he's doing never, there? Well, I thought the whole idea was that he wanted that they were going to do him in Gunther because he's never won the Intercontinental. But Ride, I don't so know. Be... Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know, like Hulk Hogan never wanted the Intercontinental Belt. <laughs> he he wants the heavyweight belt. You know? Yeah. Uh, sure. So I I don't I don't necessarily buy into that. I I don't like it's okay for Sheamus to want to complete the Grand why, Slam. Why does Drew Mac- Why does Drew McIntyre want it? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think Drew McIntyre should want the Intercontinental Belt, but That's it does seem point. like we're going in that direction. That it's Drew and Gunther, which which will be great. 
it'll be great. But I guess I, I was hoping we we're going to get. I would say there's a lot. There's a, there's there's a lot of things that are starting to take form for WrestleMania that I just don't. I'm not that's I'm not super interested in. Um, I mean Brock and almost I could care less. Like I can't believe that this is a rest. Like Brock needs to be on WrestleMania. I can't believe this is it. Um, there's I a part of me that's stunned that like Brock is good with this being his match. That was my other reaction too. Was like he's going to do this. So there might, maybe there's more to it. Maybe I, I, I'm I'm okay with letting it play out. Maybe there's more to it. I'm good. I don't have to jump to conclusions. But that was a shocker. Yeah, that was a the, shocker. I could I. I, I, me too. Like when I saw it, I was just like, yeah, something's there's, there's something more here. Something more is coming. Uh, Sammy and KO, like there was nothing really there that we were surprised about. Right. I mean, they're going to stretch this thing out a little bit. KO is, uh, you know, he doesn't trust Sammy and we're going to, you know, we're going to go through this for a few weeks before eventually KO decides to make the save. Right. And like they're boys again. Right. That's where we're headed. Well, I guess we should talk about this in conjunction with what happened on SmackDown with Sammy and the Usos. Cause like, that's what it seems like, but also based on what happened with Sammy and Jimmy and Jay on SmackDown, we still don't really know what's happening there, right? Because Sammy, no idea. Sa- like Sammy confronts Jimmy Uso in the ring and tells him basically the same stuff he's been telling Jay. Like, you, there is a way out of this for you. Now, there was one interesting line. So two things happened in that segment. Uh, one was I think they botched the timing because uh, in the like. Sammy and Jimmy were talking to each other and then Jay comes out. They look at Jay and then the camera goes to Jay, but then they go back to the ring and they keep talking. And then again, they look they at Jay the, as if they missed the super kick. Well, I'm, but what I'm saying, but what I mean is like, they didn't like Jimmy, like they got distracted. Like the second time they got distracted. It was like the first time they looked up, I would think they weren't supposed to look up. It seemed like because then they kept talking, like they kept talking, oh, and I then and then like a minute later, then they looked as if that was the first time they were seeing him. I see what you're saying. And then Jimmy attacked him. It was a weird timing thing, but more importantly, um, Sammy said to Jimmy, "the The bloodline's not about Roman Reigns. The bloodline's about one man." Oh, really? And yeah, he said the bloodline is not about Roman Reigns. The bloodline's about one man, and I'm going to make sure I take down the bloodline, which was a weird line. I don't know what he meant by that. Did he mean? I Jay? I, I do love the idea though that there's a. Did way... he mean the Rock? Did he mean the Rock? Is it about the Rock? I do love that there's a way out of this. Like I I, I want to. What's the way out? Like I want to see what the way out of this is. So we're still like fully invested in this story. Where I mean, and 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 eventually, like you know, Cody is going to be the front and center, but. For right now, five weeks away from WrestleMania, we're like still totally invested in this story. I love yeah. it. I well, love and like it. so, so KO, you know, Sammy tries to get KO to help him. KO says, No, the only reason I made that say was because so your family didn't have to go through what my family went through. And he Ask said, him. Go help your boy Jay. But, Sammy well, he said, clearly he said, still loves Jay. He said, and KO's he said, not going to be interested in joining Sammy if he's still boys with Jay. Well, he said, Go ask your buddy Jay, right? Yeah. But then, so then Jay, Jimmy attacks Sammy. But Jay is not, excuse me, Jay not in a rush to save Sammy. He's slowly walking to the ring. Sammy gets the upper hand on Jimmy. Jay's still not in a rush, just kind of mm-hmm. stands there. Yep. Then we get the look between Sammy and Jay, but that does, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. So we still, don't know. Don't know. we don't know. Is Jim is Jay with Jimmy? Is Jay with Sammy? And like, where does KO fit in? I think they're still, the way the backstage stuff was going with Jimmy talking to Solo, 
I think they're still sort of teasing Jimmy and Solo teaming up against Jay and and Sammy okay. on some level. Um, also, have we considered at all that the guy who beats Roman Reigns is Solo? No. Why would we consider that? Solo is their brother. Mm-hmm. He's torturing them. Like, Roman is torturing the Usos. Yeah, but, J- J- yeah, but Jimmy, like, Jimmy doesn't believe that he's being tortured. Right, but but could we go that direction? And we're not even sure what Jay believes. We, I mean, we we have no idea what Jay believes at this point. Right, but Sammy's whole thing is he tortured me. He tortured Jay. Jay's your brother. What's the way um, out of this? I gotta find is, out what's the way out of this. Is Solo could because so, Solo never says anything. He just makes that. He always has that angry look. No, I we like it know, that he doesn't talk. I, like I know, it. but we don't know what's going on in his mind. Yeah. It, eventually, is he gonna snap? And protect he takes his, his direction. Those from are his Hoffman brothers. Sika. Those are his brothers. Those are his brothers, though. Uh, I got I got one more here for you from Raw, and it's really just kind of a prediction, I guess, for next week. So we're getting Becky and Lita versus Damage Control for the titles. I mean, it it makes no sense, obviously, for Becky and Lita to be tag team champions. But Bailey, I think, need- I think oh, they really? Are. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Bailey needs something to do for WrestleMania. Obviously, I think Bailey interferes here. Damage Control gets you know gets the win. And that's when we get the the reemergence of Trish Stratus, and we're getting a trios match at WrestleMania. So I think they've been. I think they were. T- they, so I I was thinking that, and I think that's what everyone's been thinking, and I think oh, that's okay. what everyone thought was going to happen last week. Like I thought that. I think they need big names to go up against Rousey and Baszler at Mania, and I think so Becky and Lee. Becky and Lita win the tag titles, and then Rousey shows oh, up, and, they, and they, that's the match. That's Mania. not bad. That's not bad because you can't have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Io Io Sky. And, no, you can't do that, right? But like, if you're not going to have them go for the tag titles at Mania, what are you going to have them? Do? We, Rousey's got to do something at Mania. It's not going to so be it's Rousey really about. Baszler. So really, we're wondering here what you laid out versus what I laid out. Yeah. is what is Rousey doing at WrestleMania versus what is Bailey doing at WrestleMania? Right. Yeah, and maybe Bailey's doing nothing for the second year in a row. I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah, she should be doing something, and the the triple threat would be great. Um, not really meaningful, but it, but still great. Do we have enough time for Rousey and Shayna to get mad at each other and fight at WrestleMania? Well, I think Rousey's supposed to be on Raw either this week or next week. So take that for what you will. Um. Yes, I guess there's time there, but it doesn't seem like that's the direction they're headed in. She had the match on Smack. Baszler had the match on SmackDown against Natty this week. Yeah, and uh, I guess what's her name? Tegan Knox is now with Natty. I don't know. And now next week, you know, Tegan Did Knox. Did Ronda attack- call Tegan Knox Skittles? Yes, that's funny. I don't know what, I don't know what that means, but because their hair was all different colors. That's oh, funny. got it. So that's now funny. they're fighting. They're, so now they're fighting next week. Um, I yeah, I don't think. I, there's definitely time for them to break up. But it doesn't seem like that's the direction they're going, but it does feel like the direction they're going is that they're going to go after the women's tag. Well, we're going to, well, we're going to find out either your scenario or my scenario, which one is happening. We're going to find out this week. Yeah. But like I've been reading this week that the ding dong, hello segment from this past week, like, or either this week. Yeah. This week. Cause they were still in Canada. Yeah. This week, Trish was supposed to be there. Trish right, was there. Right. Right. And they held her off. And they, she had to leave for some reason or dude, something. Can I tell, dude, can I so tell you how funny? Maybe is they it? decided to pivot. Dude, Bailey's so great. Like when Becky and Lita come to the ring, and she's like, "If you're gonna come here, if you're gonna come on Ding Dong Hello, you, you go enter through, the, through door. the door. You yeah. come through the door." 
<laughs> That's yeah. funny, man. No, Bailey's great. And I almost, I would almost, ra- if we're going to do Bailey and Becky at Mania, I would almost rather just be Bailey versus Becky. Uh, like, uh, like a real match and let there be a blow off to whatever's happening here because the, you know, the triple threat match would be cool and it'd be fun to see Lita and Trish, I guess. But like, what does it do? What, I, think, what is I, it? I think we're getting the three versus three. It's an easy way to get as many people on the card as possible. That's six women right there. Yeah, but but like Rousey has to be at Mania. I know. Well, yes, yes. So what does she do? And like as much as as great as Bailey is, damage control has kind of been a bust. Like as a group, like they're they're cool, but like I know you or uh, Dakota Kai has been hurt for a while, but like they don't do anything. Oh, is that like, what's they, going on? I think she's been hurt. Okay. Um, well, that she had a crutch, and I don't think it's like a gimmick that she's coming out. No, there you're right. Crutch. EO's had some singles matches, so that makes sense. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think it's probably time to take the tag titles off them too. Like they don't defend them, and WWE's really never been able to make those titles important. Uh, since like have they has there ever been a point where they where you considered the women's tag titles to be like an important part of the story? I don't think so. But man, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Lita and Becky Lynch at Mania for those titles, that feels important. Yep. Yep. That feels important. So I don't know. But so, either either way would be fun, but I don't know. I, I just don't know if Trish is still in the plan. I got a couple I got a couple other things for you from SmackDown. Oh, by the way, from Raw, from Raw. Uh, we're still we're still getting Edge and Finn at Mania. Looks like yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. So like, are Finn, we gonna get the demon? Is it possible we get get demon Finn Balor? Yeah, it, it it's possible. It feels like it feels like the Judgment Day is starting to like distance from themselves from each other. But I, I don't know. Well, that's it a good. That so, so that's a good place to start here with SmackDown. So we talked right. about the main story, the bloodline there. Um, before we get to Judgment Day, so we 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 had Bray Wyatt. Do there was a, a Firefly Funhouse nonsense? It was what all over happening? the place. What but here's the thing. Here's the thing that's interesting, and I don't know if you noticed this. So you saw when the when the wrestlers were the wrestling toys were the fighting hands. each other. Yeah, you're talking about the hands. You know whose hands those were? Alexa. Yes, hundred percent. Did you notice this? Because this the internet. Because and for people listening, like if you actually still it and you look at the hands, they're little girl hands. It's a thousand percent Alexa Bliss. Did you notice? Because the internet told me this is the case, and I don't know if it's true. There was one male voice that introduced one of the parts of the video. Okay. And everyone says it's Eric Young. Oh, all right. I gotta go back and listen to that then. Yeah. And I listened right. to it. I'm like, it didn't immediately strike me as Eric Young, but everyone in the comments is like, oh, that's him. That's his voice. That's a that's Eric Young's voice. So. so we have to get this to culminate at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Who opened the door? Who opened the door? Isn't that the question that he asked? Kept asking. I thought the best part of that Firefly Funhouse was him it backstage pretending to be a producer watching his segment from last week where he uh-huh. challenged Bobby and Bray uh-huh. and like laughing at it because a lot of people like everyone on the internet was like what's going like a lot yeah, of people so we're just like, doing nothing with that that's over that I meant nothing well it's, it looks like he's going after Bobby okay I think so right I don't know um, I don't know it's a weird thing I don't know well, because he was watching that segment, and then they played the clip of Bobby saying, "No one in the back is going to disrespect me, not Brock, not Bray Wyatt." All right. So they played that part, but then they went on to like Uncle Howdy's doing a weather report. Yeah. Uh, if I tell you a secret, can you keep it? Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, the, the, the only good part I thought was uh, that's Alexa Bliss, so I'm into it. Like, I, at least it looks like it's something to look forward to there. 
Uh, and by they the gotta way, ramp this up though. Some they gotta yeah. ramp it up. Like something's gotta happen. Like they need to introduce more characters, or they need to do already. something's gotta happen because what I don't, I don't mind it. Firefly Funhouse is fine. It's it's pretty. It can be entertaining, but it it, it like I said a couple weeks ago, it feels like we're just kind of right back where we were pre-firing with Bray. Like well, unless we unless we get these new this faction right to finally emerge and let's go. Yeah. You know, Eric Bischoff had a great line about Bray on his podcast. Yeah. He said, I admire the presentation, but I feel no connection to the character of the story. Right. Like, it's all very cool to watch Firefly Funhouse. That's a highly produced segment like that. Yeah. feels like that takes a long time to put that together. Yeah. But I don't know what to feel like. I don't know because I don't really understand it that well. And it's like, where's I don't have a connection there. So like it's all cool and fun, but like I don't I don't really and I thought that was a great way of putting it. Like the presentation, I respect it, but what am I supposed to feel about this right now? Well, I'm just like, I, I'm I'm so dismayed by the whole thing because even if I find all of this stuff right now entertaining, I I I never get the payoff in the ring. I never ever ever get the payoff in the ring. So I feel I like it feels like I'm watching a TV show where I'm going back to binge a television show, which everyone says is amazing, but oh the finale sucked i don't i don't want to go back and watch the show then if the if the episodes are great but yeah. the payoff is terrible i'm not into it and that's how i feel would you like this would you like this would, would you like this would you like we introduce the new character whoever it is and we get the wyatt family version version 2.0 versus the reformed hurt business yeah it'd be cool yeah that could be fun that could be fun all right. well. uh, one more thing from SmackDown, and then we're going to get to Victor's notes. He's going to give corrections, okay, from last week, all right? By the way, for folks... I got a couple, uh, I got a couple things, though. But okay. we can go quick on them, but go ahead. By the way, for folks listening, however you're listening, you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff, that's helpful, of course, uh, for the show. Uh, also, SmackDown, look, I, I, think, I think the most fun there was Charlotte and Rhea and Dom. 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 Dom's I mean, a star, Dom. dude. Dom's By a star. the way, man, uh, shout out to my guy, Peter Rosenberg. On his Cheap Heat podcast on The Ringer this week, he he did about 30 minutes with Prison Dom, and it was like full-on kayfabe interview. Yeah. It he, was, all of Dom, everything Dom does now is kayfabe. It was fantastic. And I, I sent Peter a message like, dude, like laugh out loud funny, man. Mm -hmm. uh, so go, go back and listen to Peter Rosenberg and Prison Dom. Again, it's The Ringer, uh, Cheap Heat. That's his, his wrestling podcast, of course. That was really good. But... Uh, smart of them to involve Dom because everyone wants to cheer for Rhea. All right. She's great. But if it's Dom out there, yeah, like that's, that's going to get all kinds of heat on that side. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with Charlotte. I think Charlotte stinks as a baby face. She's such a natural heel. Charlotte is clearly, especially because if they're going to use Dom in this fashion, Charlotte is the baby face. All right. Charlotte needs to really let everyone know she's the baby face. She has to lean into it. And like when she brought up, I, I got my own poppy at home. Uh, like that, that's a good line. All right. People are going to cheer for that kind of shit, you know, mm. but she needs to. She's got a th much thicker accent. Yeah. yeah. She needs to lean into that kind of stuff and it's really, line. yes. And really let everyone know she is the baby face because she's not great at it. And them yeah. involving Dom in the story there is obviously perfect. That's good stuff.
Yeah. Dom was the star of SmackDown. Yeah. He was in every, he was on the whole show, but I mean, Amazing. he was on the whole show. That segment was great. Yep. Everything he said was great. Like, and, and it wasn't perfect. I, like I said, I know I what it's like, Charlotte, but yeah. I know what it's like to have a father who's disappointed, who's messed me up. Like your, like my father's ruined me and and your father, the way Dude, your father, on Peter Rosenberg's podcast on cheap beat. Dom told Peter that Ray used to put his hands on him when he was a little boy. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but even the even some of the lines Dom had where he's like just he's like mis- like a misogynist now too, or he's like, oh, yeah. you look like a pretty uh, attractive woman. Like 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 what? he's got the teardrop under his it's, eye. He, he's fan. He he's the star of the show right now. I mean, so he's good. He's doing some incredible work, like across everything. What's yeah. going to happen with Santos Escobar? Is he going to betray Ray in some fashion, or is Santos no, legit? I, I, I think. I think in the weeks leading to Mania, Santos is helping is going to help Ray because we're getting Ray versus Dominic. Everybody knows that. What's Santos's role going to be then? I think Santos will probably fight Dom once or twice in the lead up. As like you don't want to hit your son. Dom's going to have to beat him then. Can't have Dom losing going into WrestleMania. Well, he can lose and then win or whatever, but. No, why, why can't he lose? I mean, the storyline going into Mania is not about wins or losses. It's that he wants to fight. He wants his dad to hit him. Is Dom uh, right? 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 Is Dom going to come out of WrestleMania with the win? I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know. Actually, I don't think he needs to. I think if anything, it adds to the story. If he loses, but my my dad beats me at WrestleMania. He can't even put me over. That's the I, kind of father, you know, like that kind of thing. I think you're right, though. That. Ray refusing to hit him when he finally hits him at WrestleMania, it's going to be a big pop. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he even said it in the segment backstage when Santos and Ray were talking. I, by the way, I love Santos Escobar. I love that. He's doing the thing like show the respect to Ray and, you know, you know, treat him with the respect that his son won't treat him with. And I love that there's going to be interactions between Legato and, Judgment Day for however long Judgment Day continues to last here. And yeah, I think it's, you know, over the next couple of weeks, uh, Santos is like, you know what? You, your father's a legend. We swapped masks. We did a mask swap. That's how much I, I respect him. And I need to teach you some respect. And I think they will probably have a couple matches. It'll be fun. I, I love Santos Escobar. I think yep. he's great. Yep. I think he's great. More... More, I mean, he he's now he's with the star of the show. Put him with Dom. Dom's the star of the show. So anybody, put, so you good put, you on put both shows, Dom. man. Mondays, Fridays, Dom, prison Dom. You put Dom. Dom makes people money now. Dom's a money maker. It's crazy. From where he was like six months ago to now, it's what a what a what a turnaround. So good. Yeah. Uh, can I get to some notes from Victor? Uh, some stat corrections. No, we, we we can't we can't we can't just not mention the goat is back. Yeah, but like there wasn't much to it. Like LA Knight was back. I love it, you know, but then he lost. You know what my fear is with what happened is that he's going to be in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. I, I'm not afraid of what's going to happen with LA Knight because I, I feel like Triple H knows how good LA Knight is. I don't yeah. think I don't think he's going to be lost in the shuffle. I will say this, though. He had a little a little there was a there was a line in his promo and he's the best on them. I love him on the mic. There was one part of his promo where I was like, what is this? What are you trying to say here? Because he was like, everybody's in the back talking about WrestleMania moments. LA Knight doesn't need a WrestleMania moment. LA Knight's here to win titles. And the way I win titles, money. well, he goes, I'm here to win titles and make money. And the way I win titles and make money is by going to WrestleMania. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? 
You well, just I guess said, it's like he doesn't need the moments. He just needs to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. But it was just the, the way it came out. I was like, didn't you just say you don't need a WrestleMania moment? What's going on here? Um, yeah, I, I don't mind him doing some stuff with New Day. It's it'll be it's fun if they keep doing it. I don't want him in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Hey, uh, Big E has to ret- not return to wrestle, but Big E has to return at WrestleMania, right? I hope so, man. He, by the way, seems like such week, a no brainer. Yeah. Remember last week I was like, I was thinking about who guys are that could be faces of the company. He's on the list. Like hopefully he can get back. Cause he's one of those guys too. Like, but even did. if he never wrestles again, like he has to be at WrestleMania. What a moment. I yeah. Mean, what a moment. Yeah. The crowd will, yeah. I mean, that crowd. It seems crowd like such live. a no brainer. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Special guest uh, referee, special guest referee. Whatever it is, man. Whatever it is, like that's that's a big moment. If he uh, he comes out stuffing his face with cinnamon yeah, toast crunch, cinnamon yeah. toast crunch. Yeah, let's go. I All can't right. wait for New Day, Big E, cinnamon toast crunch match. I'm looking. That is something I'm. As long as LA Knight's not in, I'm looking forward to that. Let me uh, let me give you some corrections here. Some stat corrections from my guy Victor. He sends them into us each week. He corrects us. Mostly you. You get lots of things wrong every week. Here we go. So we're talking about Bobby Lashley last week uh, and Bobby Lashley's top that Bobby Lashley MMA. And so he said here that Bobby Lashley's record in Bellator, he was nicknamed the dominator. His record was 15 and two. He had a a unanimous decision loss and a TKO loss. Those were his two losses. Uh, He had eight first round wins. So very good record there with Bellator. Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, just if you're an MMA fan, you know that like when he was in Bellator, Bellator was not very good. So okay. not right. that it's a good record. Uh, I don't take anything away from anyone who wins a pro fight, but uh, I don't think he was like a top level guy. You were having a hard time remembering the order of events with Pat McAfee's matches. Uh, Pat didn't McAfee- we just didn't he, wait. Hold on. Do we even need to go through this again? Didn't we just go th- through this last week with the Baron Corbin, Pat McAfee thing? Like, is he... Yeah, but I guess we were wondering uh, just how many, I guess, the order of it. No? I don't know. I thought he corrected us on Pat McAfee and Baron Corbin last week. Well, here, let me read it. McAfee fought at WrestleMania 38 against Austin Theory, uh, and then uh, Pat McAfee started game. Oh, we're wondering if he was on game day yet at that time. We were were wondering after he fought at SummerSlam, right? So Pat started game day in September almost five months after his mania match and was probably, sh- and here, and he fought SummerSlam July 30th. So a little more than a month later, he started on game day Got after it. SummerSlam. Okay. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, and here, uh, AWs is their dark tapings. You're wondering about how they pad the wins and losses, specifically, you know, people like Jade Cargill. Uh, AWs is dark tapings to pad the win-loss record with the talent they're building. Uh, example, the Guns had an undefeated streak at one point. And that's when they got a title shot against Jurassic Express at one point. They lost. That was before beating the Acclaimed, of course. Uh, and they lost to every major competition they went against before the Acclaimed, which included the Acclaimed and FTR. And, you know, like he says here, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, the guns. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it. So about not- as much about as much sense as a fatal four-way match makes at Revolution for them in their first title defense. So not a ton of corrections there. From the from our show last weekend from Victor, you got some uh, you got some big dirt, not big dirt for us this week. Let's do it, man. Yeah, yep. I only got three now because we already. Well, my first one was the Roman appearing on Raw potentially okay. being. Advertised. Well, that's that's big dirt. They have to yeah. be face to face for the first time. That's still almost a month away. That's a long time from now. Yeah, yeah. A lot can happen between now and then. Um, all right. The it's it seems like it's official, but it's being reported 
that King and Queen of the Ring is back. It will be in May in Saudi Arabia. In addition, it, it will be in addition that month to WrestleMania Backlash. So there will be two premium live events in May. Um, and interesting is that it sounds like it's slated to be the weekend of May 27th, which is traditionally the weekend that AEW runs all out. Okay, big well, this is big dirt, but it's contingent for me, all right? Because I want King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, I want to get back to the wrestlers fighting multiple times on the show. I don't like it that all the build-up, all the quarterfinals, semifinals, then you get like the main, you know, the finals are at the tournament or at the, the premium live event. I want to get back to the whole tournament is on the show. That's I think what that's, I, I, I don't remember, but I think from the reports I was reading, that's the plan. Well, that's, so, so Big Dirt is contingent on that. I want to get back to the show being a tournament. So Big Dirt, but it's contingent. I would also add contingent on them using it to make something of whoever wins. Because well, that's what it used to be, man. Right. But like the last two winners were Xavier Woods, who they did nothing with, and Zelina Vega, who all of a sudden had a British accent, and that was the whole that's all that came out of her win. Which so it's like use it to elevate somebody, right? It elevated the greatest superstar in the history of professional wrestling, Stone Cold, right? Like elevate people from it. But anyways. Um, all right, we I talked last week about the Kenny Omega free agency stuff. Yeah. Um, so Meltzer is has been report is reporting now that not only is WWE going to go hard after Kenny, but the Young Bucks also. And they're represented by the same guy who has done a lot of deals with WWE. Um, not necessarily saying that they're going or anything, but that. You know, this is seems to be. It sounds like what he's saying is that the people he talks to, whoever those people are, a priority for them is to make a a big offer to try to steal these guys when because their deals are up soon. It sounds like. Look, that's that's very big dirt. I I don't believe it's going to happen. Uh, I, I I think if you're Tony Khan, you can't allow it to happen. So you offer them whatever they want, whatever it is. Like I don't know that that would be a I don't know if it'd be a death knell for AEW. But it'd be a massive, massive blow if they were to lose those guys. So I don't think it's going to happen, but the potential is obviously bigger. I think it is a death. They lose those guys. The elite's gone. The company's called all elite, and the entire elite is gone. It's almost it would be like very, very bad. It's almost like having the TNT title and not being on TNT. Anymore. It would be very, very bad. Um, yeah, man, uh, it would be. It'd be rough. Um, all right, last one. We just talked about McAfee. So Pat McAfee put out this whole long tweet this week because yeah. his show has been off the air. He put out this long tweet about his future and what's next and this and that. But part of it was about WWE. Yeah. He wrote, I got a baby girl on the way. What does that mean for my future with WWE? I love it in all caps, love in all caps. But they're allegedly going to be sold. Who's buying them? And do I want to work and make money for those people? Big dirt. Not big dirt. And I think not just for McAfee, but I guess on like a on a, a bigger scale, I think he's asking a question maybe that a lot of people might be asking, right? So that is that big dirt that that's the way people might be thinking can de- depending on uh, who buys this company. I'm going not big dirt. I love Pat McAfee. I love him on WWE, but he's super replaceable. You know, I still watch SmackDown every single week. I still love SmackDown every single week. 
McAfee hasn't been on SmackDown in six months, all right? I wish he was on it, but him not being on it means absolutely nothing. So I'm going not Big Dirt. I don't think other people feel the way he does about, you know, do I want to work with them? I mean, you know, Pat McAfee... If if they're bought by Saudis? Well, Pat McAfee's in a position where he owns his own shit as far as, you know, the Pat McAfee show. He's allowed to say... F you, I don't want to work for these people. People, you know, superstars who are working in WWE, they they don't own a wrestling promotion. They don't own their own business otherwise. This is their job. So I don't see them saying, all right, I don't want to work for that person anymore. It's like they don't have that kind of freedom that Pat McAfee has. He can say something like that. He can pick and choose where he works. Yeah, I think the concern, and I think what he's implying here. Is the saw is the potential of Saudis buying? Um, and I think that I'm not. I don't think everyone. I don't think it's going to be like a groundswell. But there is another promotion that's paying just as much. And if you don't want to work for whoever, whatever you think of them potentially buying it, the options on the table. Um, I, that seems to be what he's implying. Because I don't even know, like. The only other, like, everyone else that's been rumored to buy it is, like, big, like, networks and companies, like, Comcast, NBC, like, yeah. I haven't seen anybody else, but then the Saudi Arabia thing keeps coming up, so I don't know, I think that's sort of what the implication is here. It's like, do I want to work for them, right. maybe? I don't know. Good job, Joey. So this week, uh, we'll be building up to revolution. We so, continue the road to revolution. So next weekend, uh, I imagine we'll do, I mean, the plan is to do our regular show, and then we'll probably do a revolution reaction show the next day next week. It's going to be a long reaction show. Because it, it's going to be a very long show Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah. Uh, we actually might, like, ha- we might, like, just be getting finished with revolution by the time we record. So we got a, we got a big week in the world of pro wrestling, as we do most every week. Uh, Joey, excellent job out of you. Tell all your fans, uh, tell them you'll see them next week and you're going to miss them. Go ahead. Yeah, I miss you guys, but like, let's continue on this road to revolution. Because, yeah. I mean, I think we're I think we're just hitting, you know, we, there were some speed bumps, but now I think we're, we're getting into like the, the, the good part of the road. We're getting into the clear part of the road. Dynamite this week, something big is going to happen. They're going to tell us that revolution's coming. Good job, everybody. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. You can always hit me up at Zaslow Show, of course, on Twitter. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you next weekend on It's Still Real to Me. See ya.